Welcome oh, man. to the show. Wow. This went from kiss to spinal tap in a hot second. <laughs> the, the, the music broke. Our dongle died. Oh, it's the, the day dongle the dongle died. <laughs> I can't work out of these conditions. <laughs> Somebody needs to be on dongle patrol 24-7. Always check the dongle. Oh, just want to redo it. You can't do that. You want to try... <laughs> I was ready for the song, man. I wasn't you want the song, right? <laughs> I wasn't here for the song. You you prepped me for a song, and I'm sitting there. The smoke started. I know. And then the beat started. And then there we okay, go. Okay, here we go. Ali <laughs> Sadiq, you're ready to rock. I can tell. Let's go, man. Lights. My balls is totally Welcome to the show, Ali Sadiq. Yo, man. It's we good, did it. It's a good thing this house doesn't have working fire uh, smoke alarms. You know what's crazy is it does, and it has a lady that says, uh, excuse me, but uh, there's a lot of smoke in the room, and the alarm is about to go off, and it's going to be very loud. And she never does it. She just <laughs> says that all the time, because I'm smoking... Look, sometimes I enjoy some pot marijuana in my house. I want to watch fights. I don't want to go outside. I want to see the fights and smoke at the same time. It's my house. But this lady just keeps bitching at me about how she's going to turn this alarm on. And it's going to be so loud that I'm going to be like super uncomfortable. But I've never heard it. <laughs> and I do, I do, you know, when I, well, sometimes when she says it, I, I just go, nah. And I keep smoking. Just to see, just nah. to see what happens. Yeah, because like, I'm like, maybe. I mean, you've been bluffing me pretty. Like she pump faked me pretty hard a lot, you know. And I'm like, what about if I just try one time to see how much I can do it? And so far, she's she's full of it, man. She's All times. She's a lion robot lady pile of turds. Anyway, welcome to the show, dude. Uh, soon the smoke will clear and everybody will be able to see us and then we'll, we'll know for sure that you're actually here. I'm being very honest. This smoke smells very good. Oh, cool. I've been in places where they did smoke and it didn't smell as good. This, this has a nice flavor to it. Yeah, because I think if it did, because I have to do this a lot and I think if it smelled like something bad, we probably would have aced it too. Yeah, you have scented smoke. That's like a good it is, smoke. isn't it? That's a very good smoke machine. I feel like it's got sort of a cotton candy vibe. Yeah, mm. kind of soda. Yeah. yeah, and I and I really wanted to hear the song because I used to be at this rock and roll spot in Houston called Cardi's, and this is when you know you kind of you you get in spaces and you find out things about yourself. Yeah, like I'm very into. Never knew this. I'm very into gothic girls. Yeah, me too. Like, like girls with tattoos on their throat that's really pale. Yeah, me too. They really get in bed usually too. Like, fam. Yeah. 
I don't even. I've never had one. I married I, one. I want one bad. Like every time yeah. I, me like too. I do, and I do, and I do, I do very creepy things. Yeah, me too. To see them. Like yeah. if I'm in the mall, I'm going in Hot Topics and Spencer's. Mm. Just, <laughs> I'm going yeah. in both stores, like yeah. just to. Yeah. C one. You're gonna want to check some IDs before you bring anybody home from Hot Topic. I, man, I, I I just look at them. I'm not even bringing nobody. I've never spoken to a goth girl. I just looked at them. Oh, you got it. Very oh, creepy. It's come, so fun. And back. they know that they know what I want them. They can tell. That yeah, oh, yeah. This black guy wants me. It's like where <laughs> it's like I, I like black girls, and they always know. They know. Yeah. <laughs> they, don't, they don't look at me like they think I'm gonna like beat them because they're black or anything. Are you they, showing all the goals when you look at when you smile? Are you it showing like, get, all of, like there is something there about me where it's like this guy he's not yeah because I am pasty and I got a lot of tattoos, but you can tell I'm not a racist because I know <laughs> racist tell. people and they don't usually try to bro down with me. They can tell. They can tell. Yeah, yeah. I I'm can usually tell. they're like yeah. Oh wait, you know maybe this guy is. I'm like yeah, maybe I'm not. Yeah, you can you can tell in your ink that you're not right. You have no racist ink. <laughs> yeah. Like you have all. Yeah, well, I, try, I really tried to. <laughs> I, was, I mean, as, as cool as Hitler's mustache looks, I just didn't want to go with the point. <laughs> like, yo. Yeah. What's up, everybody? Factor Meals. You know about Factor Meals? They got fall flavors, and it's got 50% off, and I eat them. If you're single, it's real good, and if you want to get shredded, it's real easy because you only eat what's in the bowl. Factor is America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. Can help you fuel up fast with chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. I don't know how they do it. Microwaves, I don't know, this thing's 45 seconds, and then you spin it around, and then you do that, and no, this one's six minutes. No, Factor, it's two minutes. How much is this one? Two minutes. It's always two minutes, and it always comes out perfect. Over 34 different meals, mate, and it's never frozen. Factormeals.com is the code is LS50. If you go there and you do that, then you get a fat discount. We're talking half. That's almost half, Michael. Half is almost exactly half. Right. Ready in two minutes. No prep, no mess. Tons they of got different lunch options. bowls too, Michael. They do. Yeah, they got all kinds of stuff, a variety of stuff. Did you get you the will. juices? Yes. Take oh. that out here in LA. We have this place. I'm not going to say the name of it, but they think they're so entirely. Think they, they think they invented juicing things, and they think they can charge you fifteen dollars for a cup of juice. You know what? Anybody can make juice, and Factor makes it just as good as those guys at a fraction of the cost. Head to FactorMeals.com/ellis. 50 and use code LS50 to get 50% off. Don't be stupid. Use Factor and support the show. Hey, I, I look at, I look at um, people's art <laughs> things that connect with me. Yeah. And, and immediately I saw your black heart. Yeah. It's in your face, but I saw it was good. And I have one too. Mine a little bigger, but right. I have one. You got, did you get, because you went to jail for a, a, a minute, right? Yeah, no jail tattoos, though. I you didn't get any in there? Nah. Huh. I All my ink was free world ink. Was it there? Like, could have you got it? Yeah, it was available. They but were I, doing it? I, yeah, I know Stick and they, poke, or did they have a st machine? Stick and poke. Yeah, and yeah. then it was some machines, though. Guys yeah. made machines out of radio parts. Sick. Yeah, fucking crazy. So there was decent tattoos in there. Oh, very decent. Yeah. But I didn't like how the ink was made. I watched them make the ink. And hey, like, okay, nah. good point. How do they do that? So it's they get a, a brown paper bag that had like kind of, it's like got like waxy stuff inside yeah. of it. And they burn spoons. Like they use the soot of 
burnt spoons and they catch the soot in the bag and they scrape it down and they put in these little these little like bottle tops. Yeah. Uh, put and, water in it. And they put water in yeah. it and they yeah. Wow. And then for color they would take they would roll And they did color too. Yeah, they would roll the M Ms. Yeah, in, in no little, way. In a little that bit works. of water. In a little bit of water and take the dye. Yeah. Off the M and you would see a lot of white M&M's because they would roll all the orange no. off, all the yellow, all the Man, green, all the blue, so... all the red, and they would fade it in. How many M&M's are you scraping a together? Lot of, a lot Tattoo of Tattoo going. That is and a then, triumph of the human spirit. Right. And then it was crazy. Just watch this. You know how sick it is if you're using the M&M's with no nuts because it's smaller. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was yeah, assuming you gotta it was soak that. more. They would use the M and M's with nuts. That's how detailed it was. Did they blend the color to get the whole rainbow, or did you just have no, to? Do you, you want a green one or a yellow one or no, an orange you would tattoo? Just, so you would, if you wanted orange in it, you would just take. They would just take all the orange off of all the orange M and M's. Yeah, because M and M's have yellow, orange, green, blue, brown, red. Yeah, and then the brown ones. Oh yeah. And so you would just take all the th- and they would they would shade it. That's the that's doing the shade, but the soot was the actual. Dude, and I never wanted soot. It's such hard work. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. But to do a tattoo, man, it would, and that's how they would like. If you've seen people send home like these napkins, these handkerchiefs, it, it's, like, it's actually a handkerchief. So they would send home handkerchiefs, and it would be colored. They would do these large portraits on these handkerchiefs, or even on a um, envelope. And that's how they would color it. They would use the M&M's. M&M's was a, a big thing. One time I had I had a contest against a guy on the Howard Stern show. It's how I got on the Howard Stern show. I pitched it to him where they, he had a guy working there that was uncircumcised. <laughs> so I bet who could put the most M&M's in their foreskin and then whoever won would be the king of all pouches. <laughs> <laughs> so, because you know how he's the king of all media. So... So it went on there. Yeah. It was, it was like Spe- my, Speaking of evidence. Who won? I did. I doubled him. You had more foreskin. Yeah, I got more everything <laughs> than him. I think I would probably beat you on the foreskin. <laughs> you never know, dude. I, I'm, I mean, I got an award. <laughs> you got a foreskin this, award? No, this, this is a porn award. Is it a porn award? Yeah. Oh, that's... Man. Maybe we can arrange like a... Like a little like triathlon between you guys. That's, right. That's First you, you do the M and M's. Box right. I box. Yeah. Box M and M's. You skate. He skates with his kids. You could run down to the mall and hit on some goth chicks. Hey man, Dude, we would kill together at a, at a goth club. Man, we would shred. <laughs> <laughs> they would know exactly what we're there for. <laughs> Yo man, yeah. so you did porn? Yeah, still do. Still do. Got an OnlyFans. Got an OnlyFans. Yeah. Yo, so I, the last um. I was on somebody, Adam Carolla's, I was on his podcast. Mm-hmm. He had a um a porn lady on there. Mm-hmm. Um, her husband was there. And I was uncomfortable because of the conversation. He was she was like, Yeah, so when I did my first anal, it was like five exits. And I, and I was looking outside the audience to, to her husband, like, you cool with this conversation? Cause I'm about to ask some questions. I wanna know yeah. what's going on. Yeah, they're cool with it. I've had I've had um sex with one porn star ever in life. It's just a regular Civilian. Mm. I want to host the AVNs. I mm. really do. Yeah, you should. I, I really do. It, it's a lot of porn ladies. They that need I, you. That I that I really like, but it's this one lady. I 
I'm very respectful. I would never say her name. Um, but she, um, while we was dealing with each other, she, <laughs> I'm already laughing. She told me she's like, "Hey, don't watch um, none of my new movies. I know that you've seen some old ones. Don't watch none of my new movies." And because our old movies was like one on one, her uh, new okay. her new movies was different. Yeah, and so she was like, "Don't watch the movies." And me being fucking hard headed. I, I went and watched the movie. It was like yeah. her against us. Yeah. And the us was like five motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> so, that, does that make it worse for you? Yeah, it makes it worse. Like, but I don't can't you understand you. her angle? I like, understand you what like, she's you doing. You like weed, right? Yes. Well, what if I gave you, I offered you one joint or five joints? Which one would you want? <laughs> I'm I'm not for, I'm not having can five you, joints in my mouth at the same time. You could. Like, that'd be pretty fun, at, though. At time. It would be. You got to try it. But, <laughs> I've but done the, it. But the, <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, I don't want to see it. And then, yeah. then we and me and her together, she, ah, I'm like, no, I've, I, I don't believe you Ruined anymore. Ruined it. I don't believe you anymore. Wow. I've seen you don't think you, she can enjoy just being with one man anymore? No. Wait, how's that work? Go I've ahead. been with five people. It doesn't mean one person is all of a sudden not good. That doesn't, it doesn't work that way. I've been with three people. Right. And now do you only prefer three people? I would prefer three people. Right. <laughs> Are you, do you think you're worse in bed now be, because I'm it's only one, one person? Anytime I'm doing one, I'm still thinking of three other people. <laughs> I'm like, ah, I'm thinking of all types of men. To me, it's like, you know, you smoke weed all day. You don't want to have like. Three strands? One of those ones where they have the oil and the rosin and the and the hash and the, like all the things. You don't want that one of those all the time. Sometimes I just like regular doobies and then every now and then I'll kick it up to the mega one that has like, you know, so much THC you're, you're tripping. You can't, but I, cause I still appreciate your basic doobie. I'm not making any sense. Am I? No, I think I, matter of fact, I think that you have really turned my, my, um, my ideology on this. Cause you should you, see you it that can, way. I'm in can. the industry and I know I have friends that I find attractive that do things similar to what you're talking about and they don't because i've done it and i know why i did it it's kind of like i've been into open relationships as well so it's more what do you want to do what makes you happy i'm happy if you can do that if i can believe that in myself that you're going out there and having the best time ever but you still love me and i love you I just feel like there's some freedom with that because <laughs> nobody gets to me if it's if I can let that happen. I, I get it. But I get that people don't want to have that as well. I just don't like it when people that don't do it refuse to understand that that's a, I, that's a thing. I do understand. I would have preferred if I would have listened to her and mm. not when mm. watched the movie. She I did tell you. I, Ignorance she, was bliss. She, and she, she tried. Did, and she tried to tell me. That's, like she knew you enough to know that when you see that, it's going to Hey, ruin. man, when, when I, you see this... This is not going. Yeah, this is not going to resonate with you. Fair enough. Way. Yeah, but I, I would, I do say, I would, I do agree. I do enjoy one person. Yeah, me too. One person who does everything that the three would do. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But three. People, Every now and then, there's somebody out there that can do just this one thing. But and when they do that, that's pretty okay. I too. think if I had three goth, if I had three goth girls, all <laughs> different sizes. Yeah. I think I'd be. I've done that. <laughs> like I'm so jealous, and, and I'm saying shit to pull out more jealousy of me. I'm like, I know he's gonna say he did it. I did that. Damn it.
Hey, Talia, I need to stop this show for an important announcement. Yeah? I have a phone case and charger from Nomad Goods. Remember Nomad? Of course I do. Our old friends. Yeah, we actually know the guy. We do, going way back. And we are both, uh, we're happy to have them sponsoring the show because we both use Nomad Goods. You see this? This rugged, weathered, this is like, uh, what's that guy, Sam, the guy who plays, Sam Elliott, the guy who plays the cowboy and everything. Yeah. This is the Sam Elliott's face of of phone cases. I got a black case because I'm like John Wick and look, I got a black pen to make and I could stab you, kill people with an effing pen. You sure can. And we got a, we got a a great box of Nomad stuff here. I'm looking at a 30 watt USB-C charger. I got a gang of these at the house. Never. Yeah, Nomad has the best phone chart. Like they got a one where your phone sits on it. It's Mm -hmm. just way, it's like, I didn't really, I'm lazy. I get like the one that you get at 7-Eleven. But now, I was like, oh, man, that was really stupid my whole life just getting the jank when I could get Nomad products. That's right. For iPhone cases, Apple Watch straps, wireless chargers, ultra durable cables. Mine have been ultra durable several years and running. They asked me if I wanted more. I was like, honestly, I'm good. The ones you sent me last time still working just fine. Thanks anyway, Nomad. Keep doing what you're doing. Nomad uses American leather. And Nomad is a climate neutral certified brand. Check out Nomad at nomadgoods.com slash Ellis to see what living the nomad life is all about. That's N-O-M-A-D. Nomadgoods, G-O-O-D-S dot com slash Ellis. Be sure to use code Ellis to save 10% on your first order. Thanks, Nomad. Hey, Tully, your face looks really good today. Thank you for noticing. I did run my brand new Harry's razor over my face. Shaving always makes me feel good, Michael. Why is that? I think I've got hair that comes out gray and it makes me feel like I'm going to die soon. Right. So if I shave it off, I can conceal the lie that it's all over. Right. You cannot have to face your imminent mortality. Yeah. Thanks yep. to Harry's razors. Real talk. You've known me for the better part of 20 years. You've probably seen me shave about three times. You know why? Yeah, no, I, you, it irritated you or something, I right? hated yeah. shading until this very morning when I look at this. Oh, yeah. You actually did do I that. I did. Why? I wasn't. <laughs> I know you weren't. I was waiting for that. <laughs> Will you check it? Look at this bad boy. Yeah. I didn't even know I could get a handlebar. Dude, you look. This is a good look for you. Crazy, huh? Thank you, Harry's. It's not just us who love Harry's. They have incredible customer satisfaction. And you out there have got nothing to lose because they offer a no-risk trial. Get your best shave ever this summer. You got your razor. You got your lotion. You got your exfoliating cream. What don't they have for your face? Get your best shave with Harry's razors and skincare products. Get $13 starter set for just $3.00. At harrys.com slash ellis. That's harrys.com slash ellis for a $3 starter set. Let's talk about boxing. <laughs> Let's do it. Where did you learn? Did you learn to box? I know I got to bring up prison a lot because I think it's, I like it when people have less of a chance and then they turn into what you've turned yourself into because it's more of a inspiration and we need that in this world where you're a proof you know like yeah. you weren't you weren't supposed to have a chance and then look at you now you know yes, i can relate to that so i feel like you go on a jail did you learn boxing before you went in or did you learn it in there or after way before way before so yeah. you grew up yeah, as a P-A-B-A. kid doing it yeah, PABA Boxing Gym, Houston, Texas, Third Ward, on Dallas Street. They changed it to Emancipation now. Still still actually there. Yeah. 
And it's how in, old were you when you started? Oh, eight. Yeah. And who got you into it? My father. Did he box? No. He had Just, a friend named James that box, that box. He was a heavyweight. Yeah. Yeah. And you had to take my kid to the gym. Yeah. Go to the gym. And, and I you think, liked it straight away. Liked it straight away. Right. You know, it was I think there was this this thing of knowing how to throw a punch for mm. real. You know. Kind of like it's it's like going to a, a gun range versus looking at videos on how people do it in the movies. Yeah, yeah. That, that's dumb. But when you go to a gun range, you get a more appreciation of the weapon. Get more respect for it too. Yeah. So and then you you have a lot of confidence when you know that you can protect yourself with what's on your body. Mm-hmm. It's like anywhere you go, you like, man, I'm cool. Yeah. And for the first time, I've seen something on the internet that really resonated with me. It was this drunk white guy in um. He's in a squad car, and the officer asked him, he said, do you have any weapons on you? And he said, sure do. <laughs> he said, what kind of weapons do you have on you? He said, this right hand and this left hand. <laughs> and, I was, <laughs> and I was like, hell yeah. That's like, <laughs> like, fucking right. Like, like, anytime I got fucking weapons on me, I got two of them. I yep. keep them on me. My right hand and my left hand. Let's do yep. it. And that's the... Uh, as a kid, when you're growing up and you're you're a smaller person, I'm five seven. You know, the heaviest I've ever been is one ninety, and that's and I was unhealthy. So, me being healthy, I, I'm one fifty five, one sixty at the most. And growing up in a world where most people are bigger than you, yeah. But in when you knowing in your mind that you have a skill that it doesn't matter how big somebody is. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. You, yeah, to me, bigger people is better. Bigger is it's going to make me look way cooler in front it's of everybody. It's going to make me look so sexy when I do this shit. <laughs> it's, gonna, <laughs> it's like, it's like, do you understand? Yeah. And I used to, I used to see these guys with my father. My father's 6'3", but he, all his friends were smaller guys besides James. James is like 6'6". Six, six huge dude but ivory and uh, lc and all these guys were small and they were these small dudes in these tailored suits that was so fucking tough yeah and then all my my uncles on my mom's side they all five nobody's taller than five eight five nine so they mm-hmm. were just these tough ass dudes in suits so when you're growing up and this is what you see you just want to be one of them yeah and so Hey man, if you want to do work. it, you know it just let's do it. And I I knew I was a I knew I was a tough kid when I noticed that I would always get jumped on. Like kids would never fight me one on one; they would always jump on me because they knew it. They it knew like one one on one is not gonna that's yeah. not gonna be enough. Yeah, and I. And I would do anything to win. Like I had no, that's why I was a good safety because I had no regard for myself either. Right. Yep. So I'm going to hit you as hard as I possibly can. I don't give a damn if I break something or whatever. And I'm going to hit you once, once it's broke. Usually with kids, if you crack somebody real high, the other guys aren't really looking to go anymore. So even when you get jumped, right? So when you get jumped, if you fire off on the first one as hard as you can, the other two or three are way more skeptical. Yeah. To, like, they don't want to catch that same thing. Like, oh, shit. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's a it's a thing, and people used to sneak me. Like mm -hmm. I would, my back would be turned, and people would yeah. sneak me, and they didn't understand what that did for me. The fact that you snuck me instantly knew, made me know that you was fucking scared. Yeah. And now I'm on some savage shit. Like I'm like, oh, okay, that's what you are. And and then the thing about me, I was never scared to lose. I'm yeah. still not scared to lose now. Because you've lost. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. does make it easier. I've these right here, I've somebody broke both of these. Like this is crack. In like, one shot. In one shot. Yeah. And you know when you feel it and they and it's like chips of yeah. keeps in your mouth, you're like, shit. <laughs> like, like, he meant that. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> now, now it's time to now it's time to see what you made of in adversity. I got beat up in the cricket nets when I was a kid. That was the first time I was ever known for something. The whole lunch break. It's like batting cages, but mm -hmm. I just got stuck in there and they just kicked me to the ground and then I like I was just had my hands over my head to protect my head and took shots to the body for like 30 minutes <laughs> shit yeah. but they were kids we were kids yeah, so it wasn't kids. like a man kick uh huh for some reason you know what I mean I didn't even I think maybe I had like a bruise on my head but my face was clean I covered my face but yeah I was always getting jumped at school it's crazy just, yeah. and I was just wasn't really a fighter I was just more of a every now and then maybe a smart ass and I and, and I girls liked me so I think a lot of guys wanted to fight me for that you know what was weird like you just said I'm 50. But I lost. I've Every never, time. I've never <laughs> started a fight. Yeah. I've never started a fight. I've never, it's not one person in my life that would, even people who don't like me, they tell people like, I started with him. Yeah. I've never, I've never picked on anybody. And how many fights have you been in? Shit. Right. Like, I, I've had four fights this year. Four different times you've been attacked this year. No, I, I've had four or five. No, I wouldn't say attack. Said, you took a boxing fights or street no, fights? No, street fights. So Dude, if, you, if, if you didn't start them, <laughs> then you were attacked. No, it was... I, see, oh, my I, God. I, <laughs> attack, I'm worried if I get punched in the head before the show ends. I, I, what I, the I, hell? Attack seems like they got something off, like they had a... Okay, somebody so, was being a smart yeah, no, Nobody like covered themselves in mud and came so out of a is, wall at you. This I get is that. the thing. So, so the first special domino effect, right? Yeah. My agent told me. He said, "Hey, listen, man, I need you to kind of stay out of the hood, like kind of stay, you know, mm -hmm. stop going to neighborhood stuff." And I'm like, "Okay, cool." So then I do, I do lost, and he's really emphasizing this. He's like, "Listen." I know you've been in a couple of clubs on Domino Effect 1. You on two now, man. You really need to fucking stay out the club. Okay. I'm thinking that he's like, oh, he's really being paranoid. Okay. So one Saturday, I do a show Saturday. I get, I end up going home Sunday. So I'm I'm in Houston. I'm on Sunday. I'm at this club. <laughs> I, go, I go out. I'm by myself. My truck is parked in the front. I know everybody at this club. I'm really not tripping. So I'm in the club. And this dude, he come through and he bumping everybody. He say, excuse me to no one. Mm. And I say, okay, cool. He come through. I'm not tripping. So he comes back again and he's bumping everybody. I push him in the back yeah. when he come. He bumped me. I push him. Man, the fuck is you doing? Mm. 
He turned around, hey man, I fucking said excuse me. I'm like, no, you didn't. If you would have said excuse me, I would have never pushed you. I'm like, cause you coming through here with some go on some goofy shit. Mm-hmm. And he said, what? Well, since you pushing motherfuckers, we gonna have to fight. And this is me, cause I'm very calm. Because I don't feel like I'm starting this. I feel like he's starting this shit. I'm like, man, I don't have to fight you. You mean I, I gotta fight you? I don't have to do shit. I'm I'm finna go to the bathroom. I'm gonna use the restroom, and then I'm gonna leave. My truck is parked right in the front. If you talking this shit, I'll be right in the front. Come out the bath. I go to the bathroom. I come out the bathroom. I know you don't want to fight from the jump street because you let me go to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm I'm really not intimidated. I go to the bathroom, I come out. It's an officer that I know named Jack, and the dude is standing there. Yeah. Yeah, Jack, I'm finna beat this this dude ass. And Jack looked and saw who he was talking to. He was like, in him. And Jack told him, he said, nah, you ain't gonna win this. Yeah. Jack owns a gym called Muscleheads. I work I go to Jack's gym. I work out at Jack's gym. And as I come to Jack's gym after I come from Main Street Boxing Gym, 1612 Austin Street, Houston, Texas. Mm. Right now, currently, Derek Lewis was UFC fighter that we had in there that was that was a champion. Um Shaquille Foster is the one is the WBC 130 champion. Um Regis Prevo, he's about to fight Devin Haney. He's the 140. WBC champion. Mm. So I'm in, Austin Trout is the bare knuckle. He just won the bare knuckle championship. So I'm in the gym with pros. Todd, Manuel, all these guys that's pros. And this is who I train with all the time. You move around with them? Yeah. Fuck this yeah. is the people that's I mean, in the gym. Yeah. And then it's a lot of great fighters in this gym. So the guy didn't fight, right? No, he tried it. He still went. He, I went out after Jack and told this man, "Hey man, you're not gonna really win this one." Bigger so then, what? How's that? How's that go? I walk out. He standing in front of my truck. He took his glasses off and took his hat off, and I'm like, "Okay." And it's very quick because I think people always think that you, because you a street fighter, or you fight in the streets, you think that the first thing, your first shot is the face. Yep. Yeah. He throw his little punch, hard step inside with the slip, hook to the body. Boom. Yeah. Hook to the you and as soon as you turn, boom, hook to the body. And I step back, one, two, on the ground. Hey man, let me get my keys from the valet. Yeah. Out. And nobody you don't get in trouble when you do that? I'm in my neighborhood. Man. The Jason Ellis Show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Give online therapy a try at betterhelp.com slash Ellis and get on your way to being the best you. Imagine a world where your own brain is not your own mortal enemy. I, I think, at least on this show, we've been saying it for decades now. There's no stigma. In, you, know what, you know what there should be a stigma on? Going through your entire life shooting yourself in the foot over and over and over again and not talking to somebody who is trained to help you with it. Or some, wearing Skechers. Because some idiot named Sal told you that it was lame to get yeah. therapy in 1986. Yeah, you know the amount of bros that DM me with like, dude, what should I do? And I'm like, you should ask a professional. Yeah. I'm a lunatic. I don't give good advice. 
If you are thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out the brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge, mate. Yeah, I've had enough of those uh, low-cost freelance alleyway therapists. You got to make sure they have a degree and better help. Old Uncle Bill in the alleyway, he's never (laughs) any help. BetterHelp has vetted all these people. They're totally professional (laughs) and they're here to help make your brain your friend. With BetterHelp, visit betterhelp.com slash Ellis today to get 10% off your first month. BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Ellis. Well, you said it was a police officer who was I'm telling my, him he shouldn't do it. I'm in my neighborhood. Yeah, I don't have a neighbor. I don't have a neighborhood. That's, <laughs> that's my, my problem. You gotta my have neighborhood. neighborhood. Yesterday, I went on my bike up the street to go get a smoothie from the what's that? What's that healthy place? Like? <laughs> Creation. Creation. Yeah, and I I parked my bike, put the stand on. And I start walking towards to go in the creation. And there's this dude on the phone standing in front of the door. And I walk up and he doesn't move. And then I'm like, move, dude. And, <laughs> and, he, and he's like, oh, I, I, I did or some shit like that. And I was like, what? And then I went in and I was like, what the hell? Did you just talk back to me about it? And I go in and get my smoothie and I come out and I'm like, and he's still on the phone. I'm like, you got something to say, dickhead? And he was like, well, calm down, bro. And I'm like, I'm not your bro, piss face. You want to get ended right now? And, it, and he was like, no. And I was like, well, then shut up. And then I rode off. I didn't fight him. But I would have. Smart ass, And he started it. That's for sure he started it because he saw me walking. It's one door. It's not a two door. It's a one door. Oh, yeah, bro, blah, blah. Get, get out of the way. Like, who, who are you? I don't have time for your shit. I wish I could have said, do you want to get ended? <laughs> I did, and there's and no doubt in my no. mind that the guy he was talking to heard me say it too. Look, the fact that he answered you, you want to get ended? No. He asked you really honest. Yeah. No. It was the most aggressive I've ever felt in creation because it's a pretty peaceful place. <laughs> they got like, you know, tofu. And stuff. Yeah, not a ton of street fights happening. I on bet. The premises. Right? Yeah. No. But that felt like. You was in Burbank? Yeah, I was just there on the corner. Oh, yeah. I don't think yeah. like. Oh, I run <laughs> these streets. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but, like the, but like the bad part of Burbank. <laughs> Man, the part that don't have a Whole Foods in yeah. it. Yeah, the 7-Eleven's pretty heavy. <laughs> the hell. Yeah. I love terrible. that place. I know. Yeah, I, I always remember. You want to get ended? No. <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden, I definitely go back to where I came from when I talk like I, that. Australian. I, I sound way more Australian. There's a C-bomb which is ready to go at all times when I get angry. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. It's like this weird old instinct because it's not. I don't use it. I don't need it. You know. I would love to play Australia. Yeah. Why haven't you? Because they're nobody they're loving. A, nobody has ever American comedians me. now. I thought they have never invited me to Australia. Oh, yeah. yeah you no, should definitely go, man. I would love. To seems play like they really want to see American style comedy because it 
from what I hear, all these other guys that go, yeah, they're killing it when they go. It seems to me like maybe even more than like stand-up specials, like podcasts are so mm-hmm. international yeah. that that's how you know how it is. You know that guy, and then that guy's on that person's like show. Like Tiger so Belly went right. So you start listening to their show, and now all of a sudden you know all the American comedians that way. I think I should get a podcast. You don't have one. I don't have one. No. It's it's a commitment, and you have you seem like your life is like you train a lot. You gotta you got comedy. You gotta you gotta travel. You gotta tour. You gotta. Yeah. It's a lot. Like I've noticed since I started doing comedy that podcast. Of course, that helps, but it's a, it's more of a job than my comedy. Like it eats my time more than stand up. It seems like a lot of prep work. Yeah, and, and like and parts. it's like you got it's not one show. It's a, it's every show every week it's with a new person. You need to find somebody you want to talk to. Like you're today easy. We I'm like this is going to be great. You're similar where there's not going to be like a because sometimes people come in and they're not like pulling teeth and they're like what the hell's wrong with this guy you know and i gotta convince him for 20 minutes that i'm not gonna like cut their face off believe (laughs) it or not not everybody loves the song in the smoke (laughs) yo i'm I'm telling you i know it's hard to convince people that you're not gonna cut their face off when there's definitely a knife right here (laughs) yeah and several faces and definitely this is a pretty cool knife too yeah I I, i do radio right yeah, I do radio um, from two to six in Houston every, you know, week. You're on a show. I'm on the show. Oh, um, it's um, that's it. It's, then. it's me and um, a guy named Funky Larry Jones, which he's been doing radio for fifty years. So he makes it very, very easy. Yeah, his birthday is October sixteenth. Right. Yeah. So it is a. Um, he, I'm the seventeenth. So he is very similar to me. So it's easy to talk. Just to even talk. Just we all just had a birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Libras. Happy birthday. Yeah. Everybody. Happy birthday us. Yeah. yeah. When's your birthday? 11th. The 11th? Yeah. You're a Libra. Yeah. Perfect. Balance. Even your craziness. Balance. Yeah. I had a, a boxing event this weekend. Were you won? No, I had an event. I run this event. I've been doing it for like 20 years. Word? It's like comedy boxing where I get people. Because the first time I had a pro MMA fight, it changed my life. You know what I mean? Like cutting weight and like. You know, just knowing yeah. instead of like having a fight, planning in six weeks from now you're going to fight somebody. It's way more nerve wracking, you know. And it's yeah. and it's a trained guy, so it really the dedication I put in all the training, it made me a, a tougher person, not physically, like, but but my heart. Like I tested it a lot and and got to know myself in a way that I was so grateful for that I told everybody on the radio, you got to try this. Like gotcha. maybe not maybe not my level. But I can organize an event where you put 16-ounce gloves on, headgear, and you guys fight. And when I, you know, if anyone gets stung, I'm just going to end it because I'm not trying to get anybody really hurt. But you will get a fight, like a real fight. So I just started doing that in the gym, at my gym, with like 25 people the first one. Yeah, and Something that was like, like the legal capacity. Yeah, and it was yeah, Including fighters. We had, I ended up selling out the joint for like 10 years straight, like 3,000 people. But it was – I made fights where – I'd have like blindfolds on four people and then electric dog collars on their necks. <laughs> and then I give the remotes to people in the crowd and then they're all blind walking around getting electrocuted. And then every now and then they bump into each other and start punching each other in the head. And then, cause they're blind, I'm standing there kicking them in the leg and stuff. And I have like famous UFC fighters punch them and they try to punch them back cause they don't know that it's a UFC fighter they're trying to punch. And then musical chair fight where it's like just chairs around everyone. If you miss a chair, you got to fight for one minute to stay in the game. Okay. All kinds of fights. This is why. This is why I think before I speak, 
because as soon as you said, you know, you put together fights, I was going to say, hey, well, I'd love to come and do one. And then no, I. No, there's real I, fights too, though. And then I waited. And then you started saying what you were saying. I was like, no, don't want to do that one. Dude, <laughs> no, check straight, it out. Straight Tim, we, we've all been in regular Tim Butterly, fights too, yeah. Tim Butterly and Luis J. Gomez fought this weekend in a three, three-minute round real real boxing fight. Okay. Straight up. I no love, no jokes. No but no dog dog collars. It was a real I fight. would love I would love to get You wanna fight someone? To get an opportunity yeah. to be in one of the fights. As soon as my, it, I'm talking about it's whenever it, it lines up. Well, my schedule lines up, and I and I take off the train. Brianna, to do, 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 it. do you have an arch Got enemy? a main event in, in right the comedy here. world. Oh yes, I do have an arch enemy in the comedy world, but he'll never fight me. All right. Who's that? Cat Williams. Yeah, no, he would. He he'll never not. fight me. He should even, not. Even though he always talk about he started celebrity boxing and all the rest of that, he called what? out. He called out. Um, he called out Kevin Hart. He called out somebody else, but he knows that I want to fight him. And he said, "Well, who's going to be the draw? Nobody knows me. What the fuck ever? You can, you can. I mean, excuse me Tell for me. the f bomb. You, you can, you can duck and dodge me all you want to with that nonsense. But if you start a celebrity boxing, why don't you fight somebody that actually want to fight you? Yeah, yeah. you could take this opportunity to call him out. We can make all this the time, happen. every opportunity to call out Cat Williams. Any opportunity, <laughs> any it opportunity. Tell it, Cat." Hey man, <laughs> those are I'm, fighting words right I'm, there. I'm, I'm very um, humbled. I would be very appreciative if you would take this opportunity oh. to um, take the time to stop running your mouth about what you would do in the boxing ring and fight me. I would be so appreciative, and 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 I'm I, I'm promise you it's going to be a, it's going to be a spectacular fight. Man, that is a great angle. I I usually say, listen, you, you know what I mean, piece of blah, blah, I wanted blah. to say that. No, but, but that angle's way be, better. I don't want to be that aggressive yeah. because I think that aggression, he's going to run from it. it Maybe yeah. if I say yeah. please and yeah. uh-huh. I, it, it, would be, it would be humbling. Say it's for charity or something. You know, it, it, it would be, I would feel so honored. And, <laughs> yeah. And wow, that's I good. Would, I would feel... Um, it would be it would be a lifelong dream to just share the. <laughs> would you be willing to fight him with one arm? Just with penny loafers on, with grease on the penny loafers, <laughs> not even the, the right size penny loafers. One arm, and I could just use my left. Yeah, there you go. All you need is your left. All I need is my left, and I would be. Can can I say? Can I? Can please, I say, please. Can, you have the floor. I, I would be. It would be. It would be for my children. And my mother would, my mother would, would she would, she would appreciate me more as a human being if you would allow me to be in a ring with you, and your sweat happens to brush me while I'm punching your face. Yeah. In. you know, <laughs> it would be, it would be such an honor, Cat Williams, Mister Cat Williams, if you were so the 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 mediocre comic that I am. You would uplift my career if I would just have the opportunity to to ever share any type of space with you <laughs> with gloves on and headgear and a mouthpiece and in a ring in a controlled environment. Super controlled. <laughs> Super controlled environment. There, there it's paramedics there and, yep. and everything and they might oxygen. be late, but they'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> and you would be so gracious to give me the opportunity. I'm begging. Yeah. There you go. Can't say no to that. <laughs> 
that that seems like the most. Yeah, yeah. I'm in. I thought you were going to say you were going to end him. And no, I would. I didn't nah. even say that. And it's a boxing match. It's not about killing somebody. Let's be serious here. It's a sport. It's the sport of kings. It's, it's the sport of kings. There you go. And I and sweet I, and, science. And and I, and I think that the world would be a better place. Mm-hmm. If, if you knock Cat Williams out. <laughs> Cat Williams out. But if, if leaders, like if leaders of other countries, yeah. if you had to... They if, should do it themselves. If you, had, you had to do it yourself without knowing using who, us pawns. Did you, did you imagine... You just imagine, hey man, listen. You gotta, you gotta really root for your president because yeah. he's fighting for nuclear weapons yeah. against somebody. Else. Hey uh-huh. man, if if Biden wins, hey, that's a nerve wracking fight. We get these nuclear weapons. Oh man, <laughs> from this other country. I might have changed my mind. I think we should vote on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's not a lot of good matchups for Biden on the no. international stage. No. Well, maybe a baby. You know? <laughs> I don't see him beating anybody else. We're all gonna be living in Canada by the end of the week. Cause yeah. Say what you will about Trudeau. He's taking Biden. Looks very fit. Yeah. I'm, hey man, I'm, no no lie, man. If we yeah, we'll had, have loonies and toonies next week. <laughs> <laughs> That's a wrap. Putin looks way fitter. Oh, he's running the world. Man, the last nah, time... Nah, he is not running the world. If he has to but box he, all the other world. That Trumaine guy would, would dust him. I don't, I don't know if Trumaine would dust Putin, man. Yeah, Putin he was, <laughs> You guys got to think for Putin because the no. media shows him like... Buff yeah. on a horse. He was he on a horse. A, he is a fat little gollywog. Just because he, he can speak a, telepathically to eagles doesn't make man. him tough. Yeah. He's, he's basically as tough as Tom Cruise. Listen, he's on a horse, which is not with tough. no shirt on. Yes. In the so wild. what? <laughs> Ladies ride horses like, he, with no like, shirt on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying, Paris Hilton rode on a horse. Is she tough? Yeah. Look. No, not at all. I, I think that look, he is this, used, he, and hey that man. was twenty years That's ago. A couple years <laughs> that was twenty years ago. <laughs> He's been the Bengal tiger. He, not even, he is not on the bear. He is about as tough it, as Siegfried it, or Roy. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, this is when you lose me. When you start riding the bear through the water. This is when you lose me. This is definitely that's not real. <laughs> he didn't do that. <laughs> Joe Frazier would be our president. I have videos of the. Uh, that would have been a good president. <laughs> Smoking the shock Joe. Be hard to understand what he's telling you we're doing, but still. Well, I'm sure it's positive, whatever he just said. <laughs> oh, man. This is crazy. Yeah, this is one of my events. Somebody has all. <laughs> See, look how dumb they look. look, at, look so at funny. Uh, the Lederhosen guy? Yeah, he's a treat. He's a veteran. Yeah. But people get clocked too, so that's also pretty Sport of funny. Kings. There you have it. Yeah. <laughs> sport, of, <laughs> sport of clowns, maybe. Sweet, but. sweet science. Yeah. <laughs> These three are, are killing each other, and the yeah. other one is over there chilling. Like, oh, man. I like it when people block punches that aren't coming and no one's standing there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, why are you moving, dude? You're nowhere. This is a street brawl. Yeah, a little bit. No. But blindfolded, so it makes it safer. Yeah, blindfold it makes it safer. Yeah, but uh, you know we added ass slap fights <laughs> this year and uh, suck wrestling and suck wrestling. Yeah, you got to wrestle a sock off. It's stupid. I don't like it. <laughs> you don't like it. The kids do, so they they get it. Um, Master blasters where dude little guy puts a trench coat on and then gets on the shoulders <laughs> of a big guy and puts boxing gloves on against another two guys and they fight each other in the center of the ring with their foot in a tire. The master blaster fight. You got to come, man. This is insane. Yeah. This no, that's is a point. Yeah. I would You're love living, to man. be there. We're, li- we're living, you know. I would love to be there. Yeah. This is yeah. The type. This is the type of atmosphere that I love. Yeah. No, you would. You would excel. 
and it's Around definitely us. gonna be gothic girls there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I have gothic chicks there. Yeah, I have gothic ring girl cards. And, yeah, anyway, after parties, it's worth saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All when, right. When are you gonna be able to train to have a proper fight? Because you're about to embark on. You're doing a, a theater tour. Theater tour. First yeah. Congratulations. First right. one, man. I'm led uh, to believe that is like a you know arena that's great, stadium that's great, theater that is comedy at its finest. At its finest. Yeah, man. One show. Or two shows, you come in, however many people that's there. I think it's great, man, because you know you've been doing for the last twenty five years. It's been going in the clubs, staying there for three days, four days, and you know playing as much as you can, and then leaving. Now it's you know you're getting a bunch of people, so it's definitely exciting, man, to do a theater tour. So you're doing a series of specials. It's like an autobiographical trajectory trajectory of your life to this point. So you've done the first two. I guess you're like working on the stuff for the next two while you're doing this theater tour. Is that a fair assumption? <gasps> that would be a fair assumption for a normal individual. I see. I just shot. So we have um, Domino Effect 1 and 2. So that's Domino Effect. Then we have Lost. So now we have we shot 3 and 4 already. At oh, the, okay. At, yeah. In DC at the Capitol Turnaround Theater, um, like maybe two weeks ago. So we shot both of those. And three is called First Day of School, and four is Pins and Needles. And then we're done. We're actually done with the series of that era. Yeah. Now we're moving into um, In the Shadows. This is a series of when I come home from prison and how. Is is essentially the life of how people that's on parole move through the world, because when you're on parole, can't get a job. You, it's, it's hard to get a job. So Miss Pat says she was on the show. She's like, I got into comedy because I was allowed to try it. I, I um I heard when she said that, and I respect her her angle because that's that was that's her life. It's hard to get a job if you have different standards than you had when you was incarcerated oh okay yeah yeah, yeah. so because you're getting offered yeah real incarcerated i did a lot of jobs and they were for free yeah so all those things that i did incarcerated i was willing to lower myself into because i never had a, a real job before i was you know i got locked up when i'm 19 so I'm in the streets from 14 to 19. I didn't really have it a job where I knew a skill to go in and be able to deal with other people and all of these things. So when I'm 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 doing whatever job is available. And so I, I got this job at a men's apparel store because I knew I got the job that I needed in order to do what I wanted to do. I wanted to start doing stand-up. And most of the comments at the time that I seen I had all dressed up. So I thought that I needed clothes. So I would go to I was gonna work in a men's apparel store where I would get at least a discount on clothes and I would be able to dress and go on stage and at least be presentable and then start presenting my comedy. And I I did that and then I started going to open mic in December. So I got out October twenty first of nineteen ninety seven. First time I was ever on stage was December of nineteen ninety seven. And you're probably the only guy in a suit at an open mic. I'm at a suit at an open mic and I got booed. First one. First time ever. I'm in an open mic, and this open mic was like a Apollo night. It wasn't like just for comedy. It was like for singing and poetry. It was like they was doing everything. And the guy was like, oh, y'all in here bullshit tonight. Y'all not booing nobody. Next person. Uh, <laughs> and then I'm the next person. And I get booed. And it's crazy. I never forget this because when I got booed, Earthquake 
comedian Earthquake was walking in the club oh. while I'm getting booed. And this is this is how I got booed. I said, hey, how y'all doing? And it's a college night. It's a lot of, and, and I got on a suit. I'm looking crazy to them and they booed me. I didn't even say anything. Oh, shit. So two weeks later, I waited two weeks. Wait, when they booed you and you didn't even say anything, did you still do your set? No, I got off stage. I didn't know that you were supposed to keep talking. Wow. And because they were loud. No, you yeah. know what I'm saying? It's like 400 so people. So that was more. your first stand up yeah. was booed off from saying, How's it going? Yeah. That's the worst Holy it can Right? That's the <laughs> like, worst like, I thing even, I've ever Did you run heard. back into the MC who basically. No, instructed I just got, them off, to do I got that? off stage and just went and sat down because I didn't know how this yeah. went. I was like, And then my friend Dre, he was there. He's like, Man, what happened? I was like, You saw what happened? I got I said, Hey, how y'all doing? I got booed. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't, even, I don't even have my suit jacket on. They booed the suit jacket off me. This shit was terrible. And so I waited. I waited for two weeks. And I came back to that same club. The club is called Just Joking Comedy Cafe. I waited for two weeks and I came back. Put my name on the list and I didn't write comedian next to it. I just put my name on there. Dude came, comes and says, y'all give it up for Ali. And I get on stage. I made it through my five minutes. Came back the next week, made it through the next five minutes. Came back the next week, and when I walked in, this guy said, hey man, are you performing tonight? I said, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get on the list. Got on the list. So this is December, now we're going into January. The third week of January, I'm in, I'm in there and I walked in and people were waiting on me. Now, I have never won the Apollo night. I've just been in the finals, just going up. I'm the last, I'm in the last three. They pick a singer or something. So that when I came back, I'm getting ready to just, I walked in, hey man, you perform because everybody waiting on you. And I was like, what? I said, man, you say shit, that's why I came. And in my mind, I was like, why would they be waiting on me? Because every night I'm, the owner of the club happened to be in the club. I went up and she asked me, did I want to host? After your set? Asked me, did I want to host? So not even two months. February, I'm the co-host. The guy who got me booed, his name is Terry Gross. Yeah. His name is Terry Gross. The I'm his co-host from February until of of 98 till October of 1999 I hosted that I was the co I was a co-host of that um yeah. thir Thursday night so were you automatically making money from that or 35 dollars right but did that set you up I was working at the men's apparel store and sunglass hut in the mall and Thursday night I would go I would go okay to the club. I was making thirty five dollars. How long of a road? How long of a road was it before you could make money out of it from there? Nineteen ninety nine. I got um, an opportunity to do Comic View. Hmm. So after I did Comic View, it aired in two thousand. I left just joking in nineteen ninety nine when I got that opportunity with uh, Comic View, and from two thousand on, I've been making money in comedy since then because it's just been my own independent journey in Houston. I had 
I've always had a comedy room. I've always ran a night. I've always brought comics into the city. Um, from the get-go. From the get I I was determined from the get-go. Yeah. I had a really decent start because I was in a space that it wasn't I had to create the lane for myself and then do the talent. I wasn't yeah. in LA or New York where they had comedy rooms or fat Tuesdays and all right. that. I had my I had to do my own thing. But that kind of helped though. Yeah, so people always has always known me to be the person you see in the street and I invite you to a show. Like everybody. Yeah. Like I always had a flyer. Hey man, I'm I'm here on yeah. Wednesday night. And, and do I would, you find do you think that that yeah, helped? Define define who I was. That's why I'm independent now. And I and I really I really relish in being independent. When you I, say independent, you mean like you don't have a manager or nothing? Mm -mm. You just run the whole thing by yourself. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's probably got something to do with uh growing up by yourself at we well, were like ten. Yeah. Yeah. yeah my box. Because you didn't really get an option. No options. You had to figure out how to take care of yourself at 10. Yep. Yeah, sometimes people say, you know, it's like, uh, you know, something bad happens and, you know, it's, it's a good thing, you know, yeah. because cause the other side of it is if you stick around, this good's going to come out of it. And I think I had I would have said that one. Would what, what do you think about that now? I think I had some preparation <laughs> because I live with my mom. Oh, okay. first, yeah, and then when I lived with my dad, this was the. My dad was still living his life. He didn't know how to really be no parent, so right. he was like, I'm, "But your mom did." I'm, my mom knew, so I was. I had structure before I got to him. Oh, uh, okay. And so once I got to him, even though I was by myself, I would normally do. I would do what I would normally do at my mom's house. Right. Like I'm, I know how to separate my clothes. I know how to do all these things. I know how to keep. I know how to cook. So, but I'm not cooking. But my options of cooking are not the best. No, my dad doesn't have. I'm impressed you could cook any. You knew how to cook anything <laughs> at ten. Yeah, dude. my eleven year old's a terrible yeah. chef. Yeah, if I was to let my son go in the kitchen, I, I don't. I, I'm not eating it. No, my son. My son cooks now. Yeah, my twelve year old son right Actually, now. Actually, that's not true. He can cook. He can. He can. He has siblings in the house that so he's going to cook breakfast for his siblings yeah he's going to cook because he's been in the kitchen from the beginning with me because okay. i've been in the kitchen but my sister used to make full meals because my mom gave her direction and for some reason with a single mom a single mom is is a really tough back then in the in the early 80s was a really tough person that was my mom had no time for no mistakes right she and she breathed that you. I'm telling you this shit one time. Yeah. So listen to me. Yeah. And I'm giving you very structured details and that she would make you write. So she don't want to write the shit for you. Yeah. She gonna make you write it. What did I, what's step one? You know, what I mean? step one, come in the house, lock door behind you. <laughs> That's so you and you gotta read it. Yeah. So you know that you get in the house, you lock the door. You go wash your hands. Then you go in the kitchen and take what, all, what she's already put in the refrigerator. Mm. You take that out. You put that in the oven. Man, that is handy. You put that. I could have done with that. On 350. I could use that now. Yeah. Not too late. Seriously. Can, Brianna, can you write down and lock the door? When I <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wash so, my hands. When you six and eight, it, it's a very detailed thing. Yeah. And my mom is like, yo, man, I'm, I'm a single parent. I don't have. I can't take off work. I can't come 
and y'all gotta take care of yourself and mm-hmm. I need y'all to execute this shit like I'm telling you to execute it. Yeah, I, I see that with my my wife was raised by a, a single mom and now we have, you know, both of us are there with the kids and it's like, we want the kids to get up. Can you set the table? Hey, can you do some dishes? But it's like, we're like pretending. There's enough manpower to do it. We're just trying to raise them right. And I think she struggles with that because when she was growing up, it was like, it's unimaginable when there's one adult in the house doing everything that the child would sit at the table and wait to be waited on. So my wife is like, I I have to be patient and not yell at them for not just knowing. Like, carry your own weight. We can't, <laughs> we can't baby. I wasn't babied and I'm not going to baby you. You had both parents? I did, yeah. Yeah, you different. It's a total fairy tale upbringing. Yeah, it my parents a, still live in the same house I grew up in. He's a good dude too. Like, kind of got it together. You, it's funny how that works. <laughs> it's sometimes you you, are, you know it's no way for you to be as independent as me. No, no, of course not. It's two different, and I think people don't understand that it is. Oh no, I'm I'm the same. No, it's no way. Of course not for you to be for you to be saying my children because they have both parents. My son, I have to look at my son with a a very compassionate eye because he does not have the father that I had. He doesn't. Yep. And I can't expect him to be me. Right. Because I'm not supposed to be me. You yeah. saying? I look at him and I'm like I'm envious of my son. Yeah, I'm I'm very when he was I looked at him, I remember this was two years ago. Cause this is very it was it was very mind changing for me when I looked at him and said, He is actually 10. Cause he's 12 now. I'm like, he's actually 10. I've never actually been 10. Yeah. I've been 10. Yeah. As like a Michael number. Jackson, but way more gangster. You know what I'm saying? But I've never been 10. Man, I'm I'm at the door. You have to be a man at 10. Speeding yeah. powders of cocaine at 10. Because I'm living with a man who's giving me these responsibilities. And he's not looking at me as a 10-year-old child. He's looking at me as just a young boy. My son is 11, and I had to have a talk with him about the reality or relative that lack thereof of the tooth fairy. That's a whole different life. You know what I'm saying? That, that was like the hard conversation. Listen, bud, we got to talk about the, we got to talk about the Do tooth fairy. Do you know fairy. who the tooth fairy is? My son, my friend right now, if you had a, a conversation with him about the tooth fairy. Yeah. He was like, yo, and he and he's very <laughs> he give it to you straight. The tooth fairy is my father. Mm-hmm. And what he what he does is you have to, it's a game that we play. Like, if you lose a tooth, you can put it anywhere in the bed. And I have to find it without waking you up. Right. If I wake you up, busted, then I have to give you double yeah. whatever I have in man, my hand. Man, he's a genius. That is a man. I should have thought that. that my is a good son one. put his tooth Don't. in his sock <laughs> and put it. And I and when I'm looking for it in the bed, I noticed that he had on socks. He doesn't sleep in socks. I'm like, the tooth is in the sock. Nice. And so I took his socks off. He didn't wake up. I got the tooth and I put ten dollars <laughs> and put it on put the sock back on. And he didn't wake up. He didn't wake up. Got he him. was pissed because he wanted that twenty. Maybe it's because it, <laughs> maybe it is. He a wanted to get. He wanted to buy something for his bearded dragon, and he had. He's like, he wanted. He needed that twenty dollars. Didn't get it. Can I ask you one more question? Yes. I'm, I'm curious. You knowing about your background, I always wonder. I feel, and many people feel, a sense of outrage when we 
feel like there's like uneven justice in this country and there's tiers for different social classes and wealth levels and stuff like that. And we all know there's people who commit heinous financial crimes that screw over hundreds, thousands, millions of people who go to jail for a year or maybe never actually spend a night in jail. And, you know, whatever you did with your life when you were younger, uh, you didn't do anything that affected so many people on such a massive scale, but you did actually go to jail. You were in jail for six years. Yes. What do you think about that? Like, how does it, it offends me, but it doesn't, it can't offend me personally the way that it would offend you personally, that there's people who do worse shit in this country because of who they are, what they have or who they know will do less time in jail than somebody like yourself or somebody who just sold a bunch of weed. Actual feelings. Yeah. Very heinous that, 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 that happens with people with white collar crimes that mm -hmm. have a bunch of money and they can they can socially spend things into whatnot, like the Madoffs of the world who destroyed a lot of people's right. lives, like One West Bank who destroyed a lot of people's mortgages, you know, people who get away with these these financial crimes. Very, very heinous. Um I will take I will I will defend a lot of things, but I will not defend the fact that I sold drugs and I did not affect a lot of people. I affected a lot of people's families. Destroyed a lot of people's families with selling and pushing something that I knew that was detrimental to their health. So in that, I'm sort of like a mass murderer in in a sense of a community because that, that crippled a lot of people. Is that how and they walk then, around with? And then they spend it and you can spend it further to there's another generation that came after that of dependent kids Dude. that Did you do that to yourself. Yeah, and man, I've I've been in Frisco, and it was very hard to walk around knowing that these a lot of these people were on drugs that was homeless, and me bearing the weight of this is a this is a spinoff of the generation of people who were on crack. And, and they had children, that their children became dependent on pills, which is a form of heroin and all these things. They became a chemically dependent generation. That's very heavy to walk around and think that you didn't have any, you disassociate yourself with this and you know that you sold drugs. You know that, you know how detrimental this is. But what's more heinous than that is to be incarcerated and they take a nonviolent offender, like I would be considered, right? And you put me in an environment with people who are very violent. So as a street person, I'm going to respond to the level that I'm on. They made you violent. They made me more violent than I, I was never this violent when I went in. Right. They made, the, the system made me a very violent person just because defending to, yourself just to be or in just, this just to be in this environment to to have to to have to if you're in a position to where i don't think people understand the level of violence that happens in here you to, have to be violent or they'll to catch make you. sure that you can be easy that you can be at peace because if somebody calls somebody a bitch in regular in normal society, mm -hmm. you have a lot of space to walk off. Yeah. If somebody calls me a bitch in this environment, I cannot have three thousand 
men referring to me or even seeing me as a bitch. Yeah. So not only you do I go. have to rearrange his fate, like I have to get this person. If I'm not a killer, I have to make get him so close to death that yeah. he understand. Not just for him, for the three thousand other people yeah. that understand. Man, you're the more the whipping on him, yeah. the safer you are. The safer I am. Like you're not going to step on me. Yeah. And I don't give a damn. I don't have a weight class because of this place. I just realized. And the less offensive thing, the even more reason to go so that the everybody highest. else knows. If you move, if I came yeah. back and you moved this bottle right. I get it. from here to there, <laughs> I got to let yeah. you know why the f are yeah. you putting your hands on my property? Yeah. And I got to take this to the max. Yeah. It's not for. It's for the understanding of you don't touch nothing, violate, say nothing to me out of turn because there's a consequence to this. Mm. Most offensive thing in the world to walk down to the other end of a prison and see sex offenders and child molesters not living in the same in under the same pressure. Is there in, Wait, the protect, in protective custody? They're being protected. Yeah. This is the most egregious thing. Yeah. People who have violated people multiple times. People who have raped people. People who have gotten away with this and they living on the other side of a prison. My side smells like bleach and blood. Can't we use... Remember how we used to get whales for oil? Yeah. Can't we use pedophiles for oil? Like you, for something. Like, let's just step it up. Yeah. I mean, I know it's not right, but... Because you, these are people that, that, realistically, these are people that... I'll do it. You can, you can cure me. Because my thing is a financial, is a social, is an economic, is a is a disposition, it's a it's a, a thing that's being pumped into my society that you can cure by giving me by giving me the different world. The show Different World gave a, a light that everybody could go to college. So we went. But you can it, there's never been a changed pedophile. Right. There's never been a changed rapist. You don't, this is, you can't cure this. So how are they getting this leeway to continue what they're doing, but you tried to throw away the key on me because I'm selling a narcotic that you gave me to sell. I have the option, but this is somebody, I didn't, I, I never rooted out a, a, a person to smoke drugs. They came to me because I had the product. You took somebody's innocence or you violated somebody but you get this pass and you still are seen they want you to be seen as a good person oh you just da, da, da. but you paint me as a monster and you let the you let this person but then you know they protected because they don't never let them around us well, because they know the answer to that, and they, if they let you, if they let them out, then that is that is a death sentence. It's a death and I, sentence, and I understand how the government cannot sentence them to death. Why? Right. Well, I, so, hey, I've been molested, <laughs> dude. Like, this is the, this more, is the by point. more than one person, and I know there's no coming back from me from this it. Is the, this is the I'll point. I'll be forever trying to figure out how to be happy for no reason from it. This is the point. I'm just saying, even with that knowledge. I don't expect the government to kill them. 
I just don't. I don't. I think that I don't, I don't it's a, it's a, a sli- slippery slope. You do that, yeah. Then you start killing somebody else, and I just. How I, do you expect them to kill me? Because you don't care. They didn't care about me. Yeah, but two wrongs don't make a right. Yeah. No, I, but I'm asking. You know? Like I don't I'll, think it's I'm fair. Not, what I'm they not did. asking. I'm not asking for the right to wrong. I'm like, asking dude, I'm for one of those people. The you know, prison to be open for everybody to live freely I'm, as a unit everywhere. And if somebody find out that you a child molester, then let them let, let the chips fall where I'm, they may. I'm for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm for it. But I also don't think that I should be the president or anything. Ah, I, <laughs> yeah. I think I should be the president. It's open, <laughs> it's open prison for everybody. <laughs> I'd vote for you. Yeah, I was gonna as, say, long as, yeah. as long as I don't have to make the decision and he does, sure. Hey, man. Yeah. I would love to see you on the news going, guess what? <laughs> Pedos, you're in. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it, yeah. baby. Yeah, you're all in. Let's all mingle, everybody. Hey, social club. <laughs> we go mingle. Yeah. We go mingling. Yeah, got good news tonight, you guys. This is all we're all having a big party. Yeah. And you're me. invited. Hey, um, your new Sally is a man who raped several old ladies. <gasps> you don't say <laughs> Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah, don't yeah. say come on. You're, yeah, you're announce so it on the on the microphone inside the jail. <laughs> Attention everybody. We got a pet up. You just think to hey, like, man. And then and off we, we go. Would, we would absolutely love the opportunity. I would lick my chops. Yeah. Me too. All right. Well, you've got exciting things going on. You got yeah, we first, got to end got, on something else. Domino <laughs> Effect Part 1 and 2. You're tape 3 and 4. You're going out on your first theater tour. Congratulations. The theater and tour is called I Got a Story to Tell. And then you're going to beat up Cat Williams in the nicest if, way if, possible. If he At Carnival fight, of Combat. It's going to be great. Yeah. And then and then you run for president. We already know your platform. Yeah. Run for and president. along the way, bang Man. a couple of goth girls. <laughs> Man, you talk about a great presence. You know, I'm showing up to the press conference. The God girl, hey, uh, what's up, uh, America? <laughs> Look at what I'm doing. Yeah, uh, well, you, you, got, do? you got the Bauhaus fan club on either side of you. If you fight a carnival of combat, I I don't know how. I I assume. I, let me just say, they're there. The rest is up to you. But they'll be there. Cool. Yep. Yeah. I'll make sure of it. Yep. Yeah. They yeah. wear black on the outside because black is how they feel on the inside. Is that the right time? Yeah, we have a good We got to go. Yeah, Thanks for being on the show. <laughs> Don't die, everybody.